0: Welcome to the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott
1: Holmes. And I'm Rain Donigan.
0: We're finally getting back into the groove of doing another retrospect. It's been so long, I feel like, since we did our last one, I don't even remember what our last
1: one was. Our today. last one, I believe, was... Uh, it wasn't Magnificent Seven. That'd be something other than that. I know Magnificent Seven kind of took us out of it for a while. But I don't think... I think... Was it Magnificent Seven, by chance?
0: I don't know. That could have been it. I know that was our last one we did a really big series, but... Who knows? Can't remember actually tell you the truth now, but
1: it probably was something between
0: that because that was almost like a year ago. I don't think it's
1: that long. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, well, we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, it's archived. We'll look it up later.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Somebody somebody can figure that out. Not us, but somebody else. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> we thought we'd go back with a movie that's kind of like a classic to us. One of those you know '90s movies that almost you didn't really see when it came out. I felt this was like a movie you kind of saw as time went on because I. Didn't see it like in the first handful of years it was out. It was definitely a much later down the road movie, and to me, what makes this a big classic is I really like these two guys when they do live action, and they've only done it about three times. I guess a fourth one if you count a puppet movie. But we're talking about Trey Parker, Matt Stone's or Gasmo. Welcome
1: to Hollywood. <laughs>
0: in a city of sin what would you say if someone offered you peace and happiness through all of eternity he was a missionary have a nice day
1: on a mission
0: hi my name is joseph young we're with the church of
1: jesus christ of latter-day saints a boss some guys from jesus are, are you making a movie here
0: yeah well what kind of movie is it it's an action need a hand adventure that's handy work porno you make me so horny like as in pornographic
1: pornographic
0: And I want you to take over as the leading man in my film. (laughs) Come on, boys. Grease them up. And action. Give it to me, you big star. Check that out, man.
1: Keep your mouth shut. Sorry, dude. Got a little excited. I can't. See, I have a fiancé. $20,000. Is it enough so that we can get married? It's $20,000. I have to think about this. Yeah. You start at 10 o'clock. Have you met our new orgasmo? Your orgasmo. I'm your sidekick. My sidekick? I help you out with my specially designed sex toys. Oh. Actually. Not afraid of orgasmo. Did someone say my name?
0: Come on, boys. Let's get it on. Yes, sir. This is supposed to be erotic. Do you
1: want your money or
0: not? I have had enough of your poop. Get out of here. You don't own me. You want to bet I don't punk? Find yourself another orgasmo. Joe, Joe, help me. Lisa, what where... Will you help! shut up? Orbison took my cupcake. You and I need to do something.
1: It's the Orgasmorator. I've made it work. Oh, you're putting me on. You can use the Orgasmorator as a weapon. Where's my
0: fiancee, butt lord? Who the hell are you?
1: I'm Orgasmo. Curses! Here to save Hollywood. Yeah, these European videos are kinky. Got a bad dog. And then, the world. Farewell, evildoers. Man, I don't want to sound like a queer nothing, but I think you've got a really nice ass. Battling Eva has never felt so good. Orgasm. Yeah, there you go, buddy. Get some. Now it's funny you mentioned the whole thing about um, Trey Parker, Matt Stone. You know, because Matt Stone is in this movie, but. Trey Parker, it's almost more his project, more thing else. And he's like, Matt, want well,
0: to... Matt Stones, he's a producer on he's it. He's a
1: producer on it. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, like... Yeah, I know it's got, like... It's just written, directed by Trey Parker. But, like, I just kind of feel like, well... They're Matt best Stone's friends. There. They work
1: together all the time. Yeah.
0: The way that I kind of look at it is that Trey Parker's the guy who creates everything and kind of has the idea of how everything should go. It matches that cool buddy who throws in comments... And says, hey, maybe we should try this. And here's a funny line here. And it's almost like the moral support guy. That's how I always kind of viewed it. Like, Trey Parker's the serious guy. He's the guy's in the music. He's the guy who's into doing all that stuff. And then Matt Stone's, like, there to make it fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Um, It is kind of interesting because the, th- the thing about this movie that I think made it so hard to see, because this movie people told you about... It was so hard to see because it's NC 17. And you watch that, there's like barely any nudity in this movie, no real violence really. So it's just one of those things. They like he went b- before uh, I was watching this review, I was just watching a bunch of interviews with Matt Stone and Trey Parker over the years. And they were talking about like how the ratings board would not help them out with like reducing it down to an R. He says, like, Well, because it was a smaller movie, bigger movies mm-hmm. they'll get back to him and say. Yeah, well, you know, uh, this one, this has a... Uh, this, There's a little bit too much nudity right here. This part's a little too violent, so trim that back. Like, okay. Where this one, they kept, they, don't, they don't have that obligation or that sense of priority on smaller films, so they just tell them to go fuck themselves, basically.
0: Well, yeah. And what's the weird thing, too, is because you watch this movie, and that's how I thought, too. Is as a kid, it was like, oh, dude, it's NC-17. It's going to be extreme. That's what they always tell you.
1: Oops, got a phone call. Hey dude, I'll talk to you a little later. I can't talk right now. That's it.
0: Bye.
1: One time I keep my phone on so I could check my notes, and sure enough, this motherfucker is going on. Somebody calls you. You put this but, um, on airplane mode.
0: But as a kid, though, it's like one of those ones. Like you know, you think it's like, oh, dude, it's NC Seventeen, it's going to be so extreme. And you watch this movie, and I feel like this movie, even like by today, you would almost say it's like. It's like a hard PG-13, sort of. Like, there is, yeah, yeah, there's a couple fucks. There's enough stuff that makes it rated R, but I look at it and go, there's nothing that makes it NC-17. That is literally just somebody got lazy, probably looked at it and said, oh, it's about pornographic stuff, probably has much nudity in it and everything like that, about the business, man make it NC-17. Like, it just mind me, like, somebody just shot them off real quick and just, and that's why it was. Like, it should have had a second look.
1: That's, or a third look. That's how I feel at the Motion Picture Association of America, because... Even going back to something else we did a retrospect on, Cowboy Bebop, that like the movie is rated R. And if you look at the what's rated R for, it just says for some violent images. It doesn't add in sexuality. It doesn't add in <laughs> doesn't add in language. I'm not even sure if they watched the whole fucking movie.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. I felt like it was somebody threw it on and said, oh, I got a half an hour to watch this two hour movie. Fuck it. Click, click. Okay, it looks like some guns firing, click, 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 space battle, click, 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 and credits, and done. <laughs> like, I like, just went through it, barely even saw it, you know, it's like, it's animated, so it doesn't look like it's for kids, Right uh,
1: radar. And I feel like that's even like a PG-13, but still, it just was, yeah. for some violent images, like some violent, Im- okay, whatever. Well, that's one of those movies that, like there's
0: literally nothing in that movie I think that makes it rated R. There's a part you know? where a
1: cop's head gets blown off, um, but like Spike. in animation,
0: it sounds weird. It almost like that that's a little bit lesser. If that was in a live action movie, for some reason, it'd be more. But it's, and when it's an animation, it's kind of like violence is a little bit more accepted. And you have the close up
1: when like Shock gets shot in the chest, when Spike gets shot in the chest, like point blank range, and like blood just boom like in slow motion shoots out. Yeah. But I mean, it's a
0: little bit more than the TV show, but that's about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's – I think you – that one I feel like can go either way. But the whole point of what I was trying to make with that was that I don't even – they even have everything in that movie listed off. So I don't even think that they always watch all the movies they fucking put out there. Well, that's more
0: like nowadays where they list everything off. That's what makes me like laugh because like there's so many – categories. because back in the day, it's like you, you almost had five categories. Like what was it? The movie either had violence, adult themes, nudity – um, language and maybe like one other thing I can't remember but like that's all it was it was just the basics mm-hmm. you know and nowadays it's like I just love looking at trailers and then you just see the the words that they choose and I just bust up laughing it's gone beyond it's uh, like it'll no. be everything it's so like you know there, there's a scene of smoking you know and the- well there's a scene of a fart and you're like why is is that a big deal like you know, there's a scene of a man's pubic hair it's- okay just put down nudity that's like, not good I get it there's almost
1: you know this I mean? there's almost this Star Wars like prologue of like all the things, like, yeah. <laughs> things
0: some movies it's like they got like 15 things in that list it like you could only see it in the movie theater if you watch it at home you would never be able to read it it'd be so small so many different words mm-hmm.
1: I noticed I noticed the big difference is like if it says nudity like okay nudity if it says graphic nudity probably means you're seeing some dick
0: <laughs> yeah that's how they kind of do it maybe a rape scene yeah maybe like some dick and a rape scene you never yeah. know Bit of but everything. it's weird, because, like, yeah, Orgasmo, though, is one of those movies that, even though it's a, like, it's like, okay, yeah, you look at it, and you just feel like, and th- this is probably what it was, because it looks like one of those kind of movies is be like, oh, there's gonna be, like, tits everywhere in this film. <laughs> it's like, but I like what they do instead, they do it every single time, they're supposed to be, like, a, a nudity scene, they just have, like, okay, here comes a sex scene, and then this guy's ass just stands in front of the camera.
1: Just to ruin it, yeah.
0: <laughs> so it's like, I feel like that right there just tones it down to like, PG, almost, and... But I, I yeah it's just it must be one of those ones like you looked at the movie poster and then they're like nope that's fucking NC seventeen
1: yeah I think well I think just the concept alone may, makes it rated R but I think it's just a bunch of lazy they're a bunch of lazy old assholes that just don't want to fucking I, the more you know I've never heard anything about the ratings board that made them seem likable or easy to work with so I'm just gonna chalk it up to just a bunch of fucking assholes uh, but the, the, the uh, they actually do things on the TV show South Park they'll actually intentionally make things sound way worse in the script and push for things they know are not going to get in there so they can settle for the things they originally wanted to get in there
0: yeah you know, it's like you know Trey Parker and Matt Stone learn pretty quickly about like how to deal with those guys and how to like n- you know, it says get them off your back because, you, yeah, you make something seem, like, way worse. So, by contrast, the thing that you really want to do is,
1: oh, not so bad. Because Cannibal the Musical, that one is so small and that's a Tromaville movie. So, I feel like that one's like, ah, oh, who really cares? This one, though, like, we want to get it to theaters. It's called Orgasmo. We're the guys that made South Park. Like, oh, that, that I mean, that foul mouth kid show? like it's not a Well, South Park show. wasn't even out by the time this movie, this movie was being made, like, literally. did this movie come out in 98?
0: It came out in 98, but it was made in 97. So, like, South Park wasn't really even, like, a thing yet. Mm. I mean, it was sort of, like, there at the same time, but I know they were working on this movie for, before South Park even, too.
1: I can see that. I can see them trying to get this thing off the ground, because this was a pitch they had for a while. Along with and they, the South Park just picked up like they didn't expect it to because they made that Spirit of Christmas VHS that kind of just spread around from person to person to person, and then like oh that weird little cartoon we did that's getting picked up, people love it, they want us to make a show out of that, and that was how that got rolling. But I know this was something that was in the works for a while. They were trying to get off the ground. Ember here in earlier interviews like like the like by the time they got to the sidekick wearing a dildo on his head. <laughs> they said, they said there was a couple times someone said, "Just get the fuck out of my office." <laughs> well, yeah, because I will say it does
0: sound like a tough sell. You know, what I mean, like who's gonna throw down money for? It? I mean, the movie's only a million dollar movie, which, yeah. in movie standards, that's like super cheap, even for like the '90s. So, like, you have that kind of sense, and yeah, like, I think it's here's the thing: the concept wise sounds more extreme than it really, because the movie itself really is. You know what I mean it's like one step up from like an Ab Sandler movie I don't mean that like in a bad way but like you know what I mean just take an ab Sandler joke and maybe just crank it up just enough and that's almost kind of like where they're at It's not like they're doing anything like extremely hardcore because a lot of the humor in this movie too I like it's it's like that light like it's just like almost these like little jokes just strung in that are like just make you laugh real hard but they're not like anything extreme there's it's not raunchy it's not. And I think from the look, it looks like it's raunchy.
1: You know what I mean? There's the part where they go into uh, where the gangsters go in and start beating down the Asian dude. And the thing is, they're just like, you see him wailing on him with a metal baseball bat. And then it cuts back to him. He has a small cut under his eyes. Like, no! (laughs) I like
0: that because that's the same guy from um, Cannibal. the Indian guy. plays the Native American guy. We're
1: Native Americans. Keeps looking at the camera.
0: Yeah, that guy. But, that, but there's also a line too, it's like when those gangsters first come in to what's his name? It's um Um I want to say DJ Fresh, but that's not what it is. It's um
1: I think it's G uh G
0: Fresh. G Fresh. G Fresh. Yeah, it's G Fresh. They come in there. And then like you got um yeah, what's his name? But the the short guy that's in like the early Matt Stone Trey Parker movies, and he goes up to say something. And the one gangster's like he's like, You sit down, tiny Tim <laughs> But it's just like little lines like that, and I think that's like I like all that little humor because so when I was rewatching, I was like, I "Forgot like I mean, I knew the movie was funny, but I forgot actually kind of like how funny it was." Because out of I guess you could say the four sort of live action Trey Parker Matt Stone films, this was probably my least favorite one of them all. Not saying that it's bad, but like I like basketball and probably Team America and even Cannibal more. But I was like, man, I kind of forgot. There's just all these great little jokes just strung throughout the thing.
1: I think this is one of those things. Like it's this is by no means like. I, this is by no means shitting on the movie because it is a funny movie it's probably of all the things they've done it's probably one of my more least favorite ones but i mean it just it's there you can see it starting off you can kind of see a lot of early south park j- style jokes and that sense of writing kind of come in through this movie mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't yeah, surprise just... me in, oh sorry go ahead oh you just keep going uh wouldn't surprise me in the least bit i mean i i uh didn't look it up, but I it wouldn't surprise me in the least bit if they like were like, "Oh God, that movie!" Because if you listen to them um, on um, like some of the audio commentaries, a lot of ideas from the show, like, "Oh, we did that three years ago." Yeah, are I changed. Sorry, probably I don't like it now, I have trouble going back to watching this season or that season. People bring it up, like, "Yeah, I'm just it was a different time. I was kind of into different things." So I can see them being kind of like very meh about the movie, even though I still like it. Well, that's, cause that's
0: kind of the weird thing about Trey Parker and Matt Stone. They do have like a weird kind of personality sense when it comes down to their stuff. Yeah, they really don't like their old stuff. They're almost like most people like they want whatever's new and fresh that they have and kind of... not saying there's probably not certain episodes, but I remember like on the season two, like on the audio commentary. yeah, you know, They're like, yeah, you know, you should probably just take this season. Just throw it away. Just, you know, if you can get your money back, get your money back. But if you can't, well, you know, just cock call it a loss <laughs> it's just like and it's work it's like i actually like season two i mean like yeah it's got more episodes than any other south park season so you can kind of see where they're like stretching it maybe a bit but there's some of the best episodes in season two in my opinion but
1: is um see it was season one and season two then they had the movie then they came back for season three right
0: yeah. Now here, here's an episode from season two that I consider one of the best South Park episodes ever, and it's are characters that never ever came back into it. But it's the one where they do the road trip to go visit like Cartman's like aunt or something oh, like yeah. that, and you get like the extended Cartman family, and they literally like it's like out in like fucking Ohio or I think Oklahoma it's Nebraska.
1: I think because they pass by. Yeah, it's Nebraska. They pass by a roadside. You're now entering the you're like welcome to Nebraska. Like another one comes by later. Sorry. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, like that episode I think is one of the funniest episodes. And that's the one where two where like somehow, some way it's like Charles Manson gets out of prison and he's like related. Or I can't remember he's like something or another, and he comes into like the play of like coming to the Christmas dinner and everything like that. And it ends with like, It's a joyous Christmas, right, Charles Manson? And he's like, Yes, the best Christmas I could ever have.
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> that's right, right. It was the Christmas Miles episode. Dinner, like, Dude. I forgot.
0: And then they got like the retarded, like no, oh, Eric, know, uh, we're Eric. Keeps hitting him over the fucking head of like a stick and then he starts going like really retarded He's like Damn. his eyes get all cockeyed
1: yeah yeah that that was one like i'm like some of the jokes they do in south park they'll do like uh some things i'm like how'd they get away with that but there are other things where it's like i'm not gonna say that there's no way you can get away with like there's certain there's certain there's supposed to be certain things in south park that you could get away with then, but can't get away with now. But can get away with now, but not then. Like for instance, when they were doing the whole um, episode about George Zimmerman and um, and uh, God, who was the who was the was his name? The kid, the, the poor kid that got shot. Um, and was uh, drawing a blank on his name. I feel like an asshole. But no, when they're doing that whole thing about like stand your ground and all that, the whole George Zimmerman thing, and they had Cartman. Pull a gun on Tolkien and shoot him. I was like, what the fuck? Like, there's no way you would get away with that back then. But then now they're having more jokes about policing language and like, you know, making less and less like mentally challenged jokes, that kind of stuff.
0: Well, because in the old episodes, that's the thing you kind of forget is actually how much language is in, like, the first handful of seasons. Because the the language is really t- toned down, like, a lot. Like, they only swear, like, every once in a while in the new ones. But in the old ones, like, you know, every handful of lines, there's, like, swear words. And, like, that was, like, kind of the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, because that at the time was kind of – but I, I don't know. It's like movies in a sense. That's why I always look at – there's, like, 70s movies that, like, they do things in there that's like, oh, dude, you could never do that nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, science is, like – there's certain time periods I feel that are almost, like, more hardcore than others. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, it's almost like how jokes are, you know, it's, you know, it's weird how, like, certain jokes are appropriate at one time and then certain jokes can get away at another and, you know, same with violence and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel like orgasm kind of got stuck in just that, just a weird pocket of time. That Like, if that would have came out in 2005, probably would have had no problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Would have sailed. But I think it was just like, because it was still before South Park really had taken off. I think because that's the thing is that this movie would have made it like when South Park was really popular, then... Yeah, it it would have been an instant sell, but since it was before South Park technically, you know, and that's that's why I think Paramount, I think has it or Universal. So somebody owns it now, but they they knew that it was a, you know, oh, this would going to be the perfect investment. You know, one year after Sac- or South Park comes out, you're like, got to get this. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, like no matter what people are going to want to watch this movie, no matter even if the guy's like, no matter how dumb this movie is, you could still always resell mm-hmm. it.
1: Well, this movie also was just like it's 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 interesting cuz I think it's intentional just to kind of throw people off because they'll have a lot of jokes in the movie where, you know, clearly they're saying fucking shit every once in a while and all these sex jokes. But they'll like say something and not just the whole Mormonism thing because he's like, oh, gosh, darn it. Not like that. But other characters will say some like very childish things like, sir, we have to amputate your pee pee. Like very like things like that that just kind of throw you off. And I think they're just kind of more just poking fun at the narrative to an extent.
0: Yeah, well, because, like, the story of this, for if anybody has not seen it, which that could be very high, because it's one of those movies that I don't expect anybody just to normally see unless you're hardcore in the South Park. But it's a pretty much a Mormon guy's down in Los Angeles, you know, doing his thing, going door-to-door with his buddy, trying to, you know, share the word of Jesus with everybody. And I like it because it shows him going door-to-door at first, and they just stop by certain places. And, you know, you get, like, the guy who's like, hey, what the fuck are you trying to sell me? You know, and then it gets later on, there's, like, this old lady... He was like, ah, you so saw you talking about the word of Jesus, then he's like, yeah, well, yes, man, that's what we're talking about. She's like, well, then you get the fuck right out of here right now. You take your fucking shit and shove that Jesus book up your ass.
1: That's because she was so she started off so nice. Well, hi, young man, how are you doing today? What a lovely day. And she's like, get out of here, you pig fuckers. <laughs> you know,
0: and then as like as it goes on. Pretty much what happens is they knock on the door of a porno set. And then next thing you know, well, I guess what's going on is the guy that they have playing Orgasmo originally can't do any of like the fighting scenes. And when fucking Trey Parker knocks on the door, he's like, "Send the security guard out there." He's like, "Oh, there's a bunch of Mormon guys out there." He's like, "Well, cut their fucking balls off." So he goes outside. He's like, "Sorry, gonna cut your balls off." <laughs> just I can, like about it. I
1: could almost the, <laughs> the like whole a, scene, just the way they were talking, I could almost imagine. I could almost imagine that whole thing, that scene, like played out like in South Park style animation.
0: Oh, yeah, totally. You can totally see that. And, you know, in this part, then they figure out that, they're like, oh, fuck, Trey Parker, he actually knows all this martial arts self-defense. He'll be perfect for the movie. Well, it's also... Fu- and they get him into... Oh, go ahead, mentor. It. I was just going to say, just to get him into the movie is they give him enough money. And he's like,
1: well, you know, I can provide her with that perfect wedding in Salt Lake City. <laughs> well, the thing that's funny about that whole... Uh, that whole fight scene right there is they're ch- intentionally trying to make a look kind of like a seventies Kung Fu movie with just the camera work. And he had kind of like delayed reactions when he was turning around and looking at people or that thing where it zoomed in on his face and it very, over the top like, Whoa! and then it zooms back out. There's all these guys around him. Yeah. You know? yeah.
0: Well, well, cause think about Trey Parker. That's like one of his other real favorite things. I mean, when he went to go to college, he went to the study, like his major was Japanese. Really?
1: Well, I guess yeah, it explains like, why he married a Japanese woman, so.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it all makes sense, because that's why there's always Japanese references all the time. That's why there's always, like, they speak a lot of times, in our language is always in Japanese. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it, like, it all comes around, and you're like, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense. But I think it's kind of a weird one. It's like, okay, I'm going to go to school in Colorado. <laughs> you in Japanese.
1: Well, Sasha Baron Cohen originally went to school for, like, you know, politics and all that, and then he just did acting for fun and drama stuff for fun, and then he got an opportunity to do the Ali G show, he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do that.
0: Well, that same thing I think happened to Trey Parker or Matt Stone. It's just like, well, Matt Stone I think went there for like mathematics, but he looks like, like a guy who'd like, be in mathematics. He just looks like it. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. But I will say like Matt Stone's character in it, like, I don't, like it's a small role. He just plays this lighting guy, but he's got some of the best fucking jokes in the whole thing like they're just real simple well, all... <laughs> just even before it's like they're watching the sex scene and then he's like holding the lights up he's like yes yes fuck it <laughs> like do we got yeah, stops. stop it's also
1: like uh i mean now i think these kind of jokes are a little bit more common but back then i think it was a little bit more weird and random like wait what the fuck was that like he randomly walks up to trey parker because trey you can see trey parker he's having trouble Getting into the because he's a Mormon. He's he's having a real conflicting issue. He's like, well, as long as I don't have to actually fuck anybody, and I'm just kind of fighting on, on, for the action scenes, that's cool. But they say, well, you know, you're not going to fuck them, but you still got to kiss them, you still got to grab their ass and whatnot. So he's like, well, so he's having this whole moral struggle with it by then. And when he comes out of the scene, his first shot, he's just like beaten down, like, oh man, I don't know, how am I going to do this? All of a sudden, Matt Stone walks by. He's like, hey, man, great job out there. Like, oh, yeah, thanks. He says, like, hey, have you ever seen Clash of the Titans? The Greek mythology movie. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I don't want to sound gay or nothing, but unicorns kick ass and just walks away. I don't want to sound like a fag or nothing, but unicorns fucking kick ass. <laughs> he will say, like, <laughs> there's, like, there's a part where they're at, like, another sex party. There's like, a naked mariachi band playing. He says, I don't want to sound queer or nothing, but these guys remind me of Depeche Mode. I loved Pesh Mode, bro. (laughs) Doesn't make me a fag or nothing, does it? (laughs) He says, like, I don't want to sound gay or nothing, but I totally want to make out with you later. He, like, puckers up his lips, like, staring at him.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. There's just all these, like, things that, that, yeah, like, nowadays, like, because I think the downfall of now, almost like modern humor, is everybody's trying to one-up each other in the raunchy department, which... I I don't know. That's why I feel like I watch some movies and I, it's almost, you can spot from a mile away, like what they're trying to do. And you go, well, you don't feel legitimate. You just feel like you're trying to one up the next guy. And it doesn't feel like, is this who you are yourself? I don't think so. I think you're just do you're, you're writing these jokes and then taking them higher and higher until it gets to this place where it's just so far gone, just to almost like offend somebody or something like that. And it's almost, it doesn't feel real. Where like this humor here. It's just like, it's so like light and simple. But it feels totally real. Like I don't feel like there's any lying to me going on.
1: Ah, uh, whether they worked on it or not, it, or whether they had all the called all the shots or not. If this movie got made today, I got a feeling they would put. I'm I'm surprised. So that was what was the first time I watched the movie, probably like in like ten years or so. Um, there's the part where he had the 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 orga, orgasm gun. So basically, what he does is he's being a super. He's playing a superhero in a porno. And he shoots people with an orgasm gun. They all just orgasm and fall over. Uh, his sidekick, who's Chota Boy, he, in real- And Chota his, Boy, his, He's a real-life scientist, and he actually made an actual or, orgasm gun. And they just go around testing on people, and then when, start, when you find out that the director of this movie is actually involved with the mob, and this and that, things start to get a little bit more- not, I'm not gonna say they get more serious, but the, the story-
0: And they steal G-Fresh's sushi Yeah, restaurant. they do that
1: shit, yeah. And, um- so he starts actually kind of becoming like a real life orgasmo, shooting people with this orgasm gun and also using his kung fu at the same time. If this movie came out today and they shot people with the orgasm gun, there would be so many coming jokes. It would be one of those things like this. Like, I, I, because I, I was surprised, but just it would just, it would just be somebody, oh, oh, they stop and like, oh, okay, okay. Where he, where
0: well, I love the one because they're all like they're like let's go test this gun out and they go kind of around, you know they shoot like an old lady with it so of course you got that kind of scene they shoot just some random people like some rabbis but then they see Matt Stone's character he's just like having this conversation <laughs> and then they shoot him he's like oh oh and he gets back <laughs> so and just, nothing happened <laughs> and that's what I mean it's like the humor in it it's it's light humor it's you know it's nothing like reaching that far but I think that's what makes it just. I was just fucking laughing the whole way through. Like, I almost felt like I laughed even more than like the last time I've seen it. Cause this movie I've probably only seen it, like five times in my entire life. And I probably, yeah, as I say with me, I probably haven't seen it in a handful of plus years. Um, probably last time I watched it, probably did like a double feature of this and cannibal, but, but yeah, it's just like that humor in it. But yeah, I could see nowadays, like somebody would want to keep ramping it up. to try to compete with other movies. And it's, you know what I mean? Sometimes there's something to be said about having dialed back mm-hmm. humor. You know, I mean, in 97, this is definitely like, you know, still pretty cutting edge. But I still feel like it still keeps with just like simpleness or even like, you know, here's another example. The movie starts off and it's got like actually like an intro. It reminds me very similar to like Chasing Amy. And I don't know if that was like what it was sort of going for because it's like they came out like the same time. And it's just got kind of like, you know, orgasmo and it's just like him in different poses of like Superman and Spider-Man and all that stuff. But it's got one of the best fucking songs where it's like, now you're a
1: man, a man, 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 man."
0: And that's a song that like whenever I'm eating something that like you got to try to like fucking man down and you know it doesn't really taste that good. That's the song I sing in my head. So you're fucking, like, chugging this thing down. You're like,
1: now you're a man. A man, 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 What do you like about that song, though? What makes a man is it the one by his side. Probably them titties. Just keep eating, like, ah! What I like about the song, though, is, once again, this kind of came out at a time before, like, that weird, random kind of internet humor. So (laughs) the song, when you first hear it, it just sounds like, okay, they're just doing, like, a cheesy 80s... Rock song, but then when he starts saying, Now you're a man, 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 you love it. He keeps on going, man, man, you realize he doesn't have any other lyrics, and he's all off like, man, 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 man. Well, that's, I mean,
0: like, just it goes off some the rails, the like...
1: song just keeps going.
0: We can almost have, like, the Trey Parker, like, man album because he's got so many songs. There's also that one, like, in the South Park one where they're going, with all the guys are going to the plays.
1: There's, like, that man time. <laughs> do, 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 do. Man time. Man time. <laughs> he just <laughs> likes doing the man. He just likes doing that shit. <laughs> I noticed.
0: <laughs> well, I think it, too, is, like, probably just came from just listening to, like, a bunch of, like, Grunge Rock albums. and goes, like, they all kind of, like, have this manly feel to them. And they all kind of, like, shouting and everything like that. But yeah, it's just like you know what's weird too is that song. I don't know why when I play it in my head, like you know, you go,
1: "Now you're a man, a man, 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 man,"
0: and it almost just goes like instantly. You could cut in to like uh, "Eye of the Tiger" by going,
1: man, "Man, man, 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 man." I don't know why. Like
0: when I sing that song in my head, I almost want that to be like the next that part remix of
1: this. has to be the thing. Well, I, I think that I mean don't get me wrong. That song, this song, is on my workout playlist. So.
0: Dude, it just makes yeah. As I said, like whenever yeah, if you just want to take it to the next level, you I just think that the out.
1: I think the more like what's what's the best way to put this, the more um, uh, toned down version of the song is probably the Batman song from the Lego movie, the Lego Batman movie.
0: <laughs> oh
1: yeah, exactly. It's kind of the same thing. It's almost just kind of like we're just some dude. It almost that song almost sounds like it could have been written by Trey Parker. Just like look how manly, look how cool yeah, I was he say, it's is. Like y- who does all this shit, does all that shit. Well, the interesting thing, too, is that Orgasmo, they actually
0: want it to be a musical, just like uh, Cannibal. But for some reason, like when they're getting their
1: money for it, they, they're like, no, don't make a musical. I can see that. I can honestly. I think this would work better as a yeah, musical. Yeah, I, I
0: can see that being this like a work. tough sell. Like, yeah, it's just like, we want to do a musical about, you know, pornographic movies, Mormons. And it's really like, well, I, 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 pick, pick a couple categories. Not all well, I think that. You see this list I gave you? It said so, You know, select a
1: few, not everything. It's not an above all category or all above. Um, <laughs> yeah, I exactly. was gonna say uh, this movie right here. I think it actually worked better as a musical because, you know, if you listen to the show long enough, you hear. Would I think this this as movie as- might actually work better as a musical, possibly because I, I think because that you have plenty more op- opportunities to get jokes in there. You got plenty of stuff. It's like the man song, you know, something like that because.
0: Well, that's—I mean, like, yeah. If you make the music like that, and you make it like the song that's in like um, <clears throat> basketball, you know, when he's like driving, and it's like pretty <laughs> that's much like one of the best his part. You know, that it had to be
1: like Matt Stone and Trey Parker on that part because that whole because.
0: Well, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, Trey because the, that whole it.
1: thing, though. The thing about basketball, what's interesting is they weren't originally. They were just coming in there as the actors, and they were freeballing And then, like, the directors, like, you know what they're doing it's funnier. Let's just go with it, and just like
0: well, that was the cool thing is because I will say, even though like that director is not really one of my all time favorites, because it's like I like that movie a lot. But it's like the reason I think I like it so much is Matt Parker, and Trey Stone. But in the special features like, yeah, you know, really like, you know, we just let them kind of do whatever they want. I mean, I'll say this. He's like the core story is mine, but a lot of the jokes are theirs. And you can pretty much tell like what's a Matt Stone, Trey Parker joke. And then what's like that guy's you know, joke, because he has all the pretty much the super mm-hmm. slapsticky jokes. You know, that's, like, totally him. And then whenever there's something actually pretty darn funny, it's like, okay. That's I could not see
1: either one of them sure. being uh, – e- either one of those guys having the joke. There's the part, like, you can come over and uh, clean the carpet, if you know what I mean. And then literally – she's literally, like, cleaning the carpet. Like, oh, right <laughs> Yeah.
0: Or just, yeah, th- yeah. There's all those kind of jokes in there that are just, like, that kind. And you're like, okay, I, I could tell that's probably from the original script or so on. But – no overall that's a great movie too and see what i like about that movie is that movie's in like the same kind of feel though still as orgasmo that's why i've been for the longest time i've just been waiting for trey park and matt stone like if they said like we're gonna take a couple years off from doing south park to do a movie i'd be like yes as long as they're starring in it and it's live action that is worth it to me like sacrifice a couple like years of south park if that's the case like do a full movie it's like i miss those days because i just think they're they were perfect just for straight up comedy
1: they did an interview recently where they said they're going to try to avoid doing so much Trump stuff in the new season, which I think I is know, smart because so people are just so worn out about getting a news flash about something every day. I mean, you got to touch on it a little bit here and there, but doing too much of it is just going to yeah get old quick.
0: Yeah, with that, it was on that Nerdist interview of Trey Parker. I was When Trey Parker said that, because I was oh, about to do Oh, did a Nerdist interview? Yeah, that's where it came from.
1: Oh, okay, I good. I want to listen to that now.
0: Yeah, check that one out. It's really good, but it's like – Cause that's the thing is like the South Park that I like is I like the ones where it's just about the kids doing regular things. Like I bring up episodes like perfect examples, like the ones where they get the weapons. You know what I mean? Like that episode of me is like that can last for you could play that episode in fifty years and it'll still be relevant. Like, not that the the episodes that are you know about like a hot topic aren't funny. The thing is, is this is why I kind of look at those. One, in about 10 years, you might not nobody might not have any idea what the fuck they're talking about. Not saying they can't still laugh, but it might be kind of like what the fuck is this? Two, I always call that that's kind of like easy comedy. That's that's literally like you you flip the TV on, you go okay, and you just write down jokes. Like I like comedy that's more about like life and things that like it's thought out comedy and so on. So the second Trey Parker said that, I'm like oh awesome because as I said, yeah, the last three seasons have been funny, but it was kind of, one of those one's ones. It's like, okay, good, I'm glad, you know, don't, don't have to be so political. And the nice thing, too, he said, he's gonna, they're going to stop doing, like, the continual, like, arc shows. They're going to go back to, like, singular episodes. I'm like, perfect. I like the... that's something I... I, I could, like the last season. I mean, episodes. it was fine for, like, one or two. Well, yeah, I mean, mm. don't wrong, the seasons were good, but the downfall is after, like, about six episodes in, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, we, we don't get anything brand new. We just kind of get following the same story. And I'm not saying it wasn't funny, don't get me wrong, I still think that, like, they're all really funny, but I'm glad that it's going back to, like, regular South Park. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like there's two types of audiences for South Park. There's the people that – they love that South Park just to rip on, like, current events. And then there's the audience that goes, no, I like the South Park where it's just about four kids and, you know, them squaring it up and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's what I feel like. To me, it's like – I call call that the old school South Park. It's just like I like it when it's just these kids and it's just their kind of life. And it's almost like you're watching – it could be one of those, like, heartwarming, like, Sandlot shows, but instead it's just, like, more like what kids really are. This bunch of, like, fucked up, like, little
1: bastards. Well, that's what they even said. They said, like, they most people view children as, like, innocent little angels. Like, we always hated children. We always viewed them as rotten bastards. We're thinking back when we were kids, like, yeah, we were little pricks, so we're going to just make a show of what we were like when we were kids. Well, and
0: that's what I mean. It's like that's the stuff that I like, is I like those kind of episodes. So I'm happy for that. I could now think, yes, if they could just do a live action one, or I feel like even if they just did Book of Mormon as like a movie, I think that would be the
1: other way. to I do can it. see them doing that, or them at least like letting someone make a movie about it. But because uh, mm-hmm. that's one of those things, like I think for a while, like this movie had trouble getting it had, people had trouble seeing because it was NC seventeen, so it didn't get a very large re- release at all, and then it was just like you Know being a kid telling mom, Dad, we rent this NC 17 movie called Orgasmo, and then you know later you got something like uh, you got uh, see, because basketball is probably worse, but that one's an easy one, it's like it's a easy sports movie. that one was easy to get, but you're uh, regarding the but that's, I mean, it's an easy sale, like. Hey mom, can
0: I get this sports movie? Well, yeah, you get the sports movie, but not the one with the guy with the
1: cock on it. Yeah, but then there's but the but the thing is, every so often they just make it kind of harder for people to get their stuff, like because you got Book of Mormon, and you know not everyone can really go pay to see that. So I could see them eventually possibly making a movie for that.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, or it's this one, this movie because I didn't own it till like they had the the special edition one that came out like in two thousand five or so, I think six maybe somewhere around there. Because, like, the older copies... But then again, I'll say this. This is those kind of movies, even if it was rated R, I don't think it probably would have went to, like, a ton of theaters anyways. It still would have been tough to find. I mean, probably by being NC-17, you know, it limited it down to, like, very few theaters. But I don't think that even being rated R, I don't think that would have spread it that much faster. Mm-hmm. Though. You know what I mean? You would have had a handful of more theaters. I think it, it, at the time, it felt like, oh, dude, we're fucked. But I think in hindsight, when you do think about it, it's like, I don't, I don't think that made too much of a difference. Because... Especially back in the day when theaters were smaller and they could only accept so many movies. Like, the fuck's going to just take this movie? I can see this
1: just being some weird little cult comedy. It kind of, like, built up a little bit of of praise over the years. If they didn't have South Park already kind of waiting in the wings when this thing came out.
0: Yeah. It's like, this movie needed to kind of be in, like, the video rental store. It's like, it was never going to, like, make it in theaters. It had to be, for sure, like, you rent it. You share it to your buddies and pass it along. And the South Park thing, just I think that's what gets it going. It's kind of like Cannibal. Like, that movie would be... Let's just say if that was the only movie they made, that movie would be such a lost-in-time movie, mm-hmm. I bet. Like, you know, people would have seen it, but I just do not... Because I don't think it would have been passed around. I don't think you would have got little theater groups that will want to go out and do Cannibal the Musical and things like that. I think that it's all sort of still due to a South Park. You know what I mean? I think Because the- if not, that that would have just been, like, a, you know, almost like... Hey, here's a movie my buddy's in. You want to check it out? It's not very you – know,
1: it's kind of corny, but – Well, I feel like you could see that they really like – I was going to say this earlier, but um, if you listen to the show long enough, you know that we were not really big fans of musicals. But the reason I think that like uh, Cannibal works as a musical and the why, what reason uh, Orgasmo could work as a musical – is because I see they really like musicals, but they're self-aware musicals. The musicals I can't take serious or they take themselves seriously and they're singing about their problems. And I know that's the genre. I know that's the genre and all. But it's just one of those things where it just takes me out of it. Like I, I, I someone twisted my arm into watching Les Miserables. And you know what? It's a good story. It has a good production value. But there's another version without singing. And it's a lot easier to watch and a lot easier to ingest. So it's just one of those things where something like this. I think comedy and musical works fine. And I think that the, and clearly there like, at least, at least Trey Parker definitely is a diehard musical fan. Cause even shows in like South Park, bigger, longer than cut is an old timey musical.
0: Yeah. Is that one And that's one of his favorite genres is musicals. And that's even like a cannibal. That's like, it was supposed to be kind of like, if you made it like Oklahoma or something like that, and just made it kind of like a dark version of that. And I think just, I've almost, it's like, I'll say this, I think it's Trey Parker singing is really what makes the musicals, like, better. And I think that, because even in Book of Mormon, the only reason that I don't really care for, like, the music as much is I go, they just, they got the generic, like, musical person to sing where it's like, I am gay, look at me, every day is all about being me. It's like, instead of if it was Trey Parker singing, I think it would have been so much better. Like, I feel like that was what was missing in the Book of Mormon. And it's not saying there's anything against it, but, like, if it just would have had, I know mean, he's like, like, You can't be there at every show. You can't like, be 45 years old. Like, but I mean, like the main one, like the one that recorded the album and all that kind of stuff. Like, I just feel like that would have been perfect for Trey Parker. Instead of having generic, that's the only thing is they just, they literally had, like, I always call it generic, at, you know, Broadway voice. Cause it seems like it doesn't matter which one you're seeing. Like, go to Broadway, watch like fucking 10 plays in a row. I bet you anything, 50% of the guys are gonna all sound like I'm out here singing on a boat you know, and they always just, it's like that voice. It's like, not even like a good singing voice. Like it's a voice, like I'm fucking imitating it like a hundred percent and I'm like, dude, I never fucking singed in plays and boom, I'm like, I already fucking, you could hire me already as that character.
1: I was in a couple of drama plays back in um drama plays. Oh like, yeah. I was in a couple of plays. I was in a couple of plays back in high school, but it was mainly just like, I'm gonna try to be sociable. And then like as soon as I like was in there, I'm like this was a mistake. Right. right put your this? gay voice on, Ryan. <laughs> it's the only way you're gonna be able to sing this song. I don't know. That's it right there. That's uh, it. I the way I usually don't... talk. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I guess regarding this, I'm not too sure. Uh, I mean, I wasn't really into these plays. Like, the light just shines onto you. Like, <laughs>
1: it's like a monologue with me. There's suddenly a stool there. So, like, you know,
0: I just want to be sociable. Maybe meet a few friends. I don't know. Find a local girl and, then, you know, go down to the old club. But who am I kidding? I'm here at this play with a bunch of fucking play-ins. <laughs> just, like, going off on them. A bunch of <laughs> fucking faggots? Oh, wait, am I thinking this out loud?
1: There's a harp in the background.
0: (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Just like, instead, you know what? Fuck you all. Just like a Rage Against the Machine song. Suddenly, this this,
1: sounds like. I'm going to go hang
0: out with the fucking video crew and we're going to run around making fucking kung fu flicks. Do like a (laughs) fucking backflip off the stage. Doesn't really land it properly. You get up, like, fucking start swinging some nunchucks around. Yeah, fuck you.
1: Just all in one, and went from being like a poetry slam to gymnastics to like a rage of myth music video. <laughs> no, there is like a, um, it's like that's not even like a really that much of a normal play by that point. There's like those weird readings, like those weird artsy like stuff. You have like some angry guy in New York in a club talking about what's wrong with society while he smokes a cigarette. You know? Oh, you're talking about like the uh, spoken words, spoken word type shit. Yeah, like my wife says, I'm not. My wife says she's not happy anymore. I mean, I've only worked for my, for my fingers to the bone for, like, 40 years. I mean, that's just society, man. Maybe that's just the way life is. Just like, all right, dude, what the fuck ever, all right? That reminds me of, like, stand-up
0: comedy without, like, the comedy part. It's, like, literally just stand-up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> do something <laughs> interesting. Like, well, he's
0: standing up. Um. He hasn't got to the comedy part, but they're standing up. The only person I want to see you do that is fucking... um. Henry Rollins. Mm,
1: Henry Rollins. He's the only
0: person... I, I would go out of my way to see a Henry Rollins spoken words. But other than that, though, it's like, yeah, that's a genre that's going to be hard for me to like jump on board I unless mean, you're Henry Rollins.
1: I mean, Kevin Smith keeps it one step away from stand-up comedy, essentially. But it's like storytelling that's actually interesting when it's like somebody in their midlife crisis and just spilling it out onto a stage. Like, ah, I don't give a shit, dude. It sounds weird, but like the way I look at Kevin Smith's one, I consider that pretty much stand-up comedy
0: because <laughs> it's funny the, throughout the whole way. I mean... Not I guess it's not it's more yeah, storytelling than straight jokes, but I feel like he's literally a stand-up comedian He's just maybe just a little bit different than like your average one Henry
1: like, Rollins can be pretty funny himself. he's actually a funny guy, but he's also just very, very well yeah he'd be funny
0: he would be very inspirational you know he would have real things to say like everything about that would be good
1: mm. but um I was but
0: no, I think orgasm see orgasmo could be one of those weird ones that you could almost bring back because of the success of, like, Book of Mormon, you could almost resell Orgasmo to, like, Broadway, and do... Perfect example, okay, this is what um, Mel Brooks did, like, way later, is when he did The Producers, he did it on Broadway, you know, because the original movie only has that one musical number in it, just, like, when they're actually doing the musical thing, but it's not a musical. But then, you know, fucking in the 90s or 2000s or whenever he did it, you know, they did the full-on musical version of, the, of, like, the producers. Mm-hmm. So you could see him doing that with, like, Orgasmo at some point. And I know it's like, okay, you got producers, and then you got a movie about a guy with a cock on his head. <laughs> no. Which I will have to say, you know what's one of the other funny parts, too, is when, when fucking Choda is tied up, and he's like, Choda Dog, save me! And there's just this dog. <laughs> <and
1: he's> just <laughs> it's just a dog, not doing up. nothing. One <laughs> of my favorite parts of the movie is with... Um, tina rex where this like 300 pound like ladies like comes in and me- and trey parker is clearly doing the vo- doing a voiceover of, him, of her she's like yeah. <laughs> hey guys i'm ready to fuck oh yeah she's uh. like his most unsexiest voice possible like i'm coming so hard <laughs> oh yeah this is just a ginormously
0: fat lady and apparently there was some other lady that they wanted but she recently like lost a bunch of weight so they had to go for this lady i can see
1: that just one of those weird things you would expect um then there is also like this movie also just does weird things kind of like with a, like like weird narrative jokes like there's the part where they're pulling into uh chota boy's house and you could tell it's adr this is like Hey, Joe, I just really wanted to show you something cool, something I'm working on for a while. And he pulls in cuts the car like, Did you say something? What? Uh, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I like those little jokes too. Well,
0: because it's like, that's almost like that old Trey Parker, Matt Stone humor. is sort of like, kind of like 70s and 80s movies that maybe were just like, kind of like, almost like B movies, but they were trying to be something more, almost like an after school special style or something like that, but just missing the budget. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like, Kind of like poking at that kind of stuff and then sort of breaking the fourth wall, but like I don't know, I, I love all that stuff in there. It's it's the same humor that's in basketball. As I said, like these movies, similar time period, you know, similar humor, that early style of theirs. It's just there's just some great jokes. But the thing about the jokes is they're not raunchy. They're not trying super hard. They're just they're just
1: funny. And it's just like I well, like this like in basketball. It's almost just funny just because like. There's like, all right, you this is a little raunchy, but like there's a the part where they have the giant dicks in the in the locker room. And when they first, it's one of those things you actually double take, like wait, did they cause? They're just supposed to stand there naked. You don't see nothing because it's, like, waist up. And then someone drops, a sh- a, like, a folder down on a bench. And then you see these two ridiculously long, like, dicks that are clearly <laughs> fake just down, like, off the screen. <laughs> and then, like, wait a minute. What? Just double take? And then, like, you're just like, oh, no, that's what they did. That's what they did there.
0: <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's just small stuff like that that's just –
1: no, oh, no, and that's what I. Th- and when they turn, when like when like Matt Stone turns real quick, I have a,
0: <laughs> whoosh, like, like a noise <laughs> swing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like an orgasmo. I guess like, the, like one of the big cells, like, of, or like their big actors they got to go in there, which for what it is, it's like they got Ron Jeremy as like one of the villains in there.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, they had Ron Jeremy. And then they had. I, I like to imagine the whole scene they had when like. Cause just look at the part when like they go in there and he's he's using like the uh, when they when they go in there he just goes against all the different gangsters and uh, who who was the one guy he was like the director's um, he was the director's nephew or something he was like the really douchey guy yeah he just like people are just walking by I'm like hello fuck you (laughs) He's just like a jerk (laughs) how's it going I'm gonna fuck you later you know. (laughs) like some guy comes like, "Hey, you, where you think you're going? Get over here, waves him over, he farts in his face, and he's like, All right, move along. <laughs> he knows, but the, when he goes when he goes there when the when orgasmo and Chetelpoy actually go there to break in, there's that whole scene where he shoots the dog, the German shepherd with the uh with the ray gun, mm-hmm. and it starts humping him, and I'm just kind of imagining like. The, the, the scene, the filming process of that, like, okay, we got to get the dog to hunt my leg. No, not like that. It's hard to kind of get the camera. You got it? You got it? You know, he's trying to probably not laugh or not smile, like, make the dog hunt my leg. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then it goes on for, like, a second scene, because he opens the door,
0: and the dog's still there, just, like, on his leg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it never left him. Yeah, just, like, the whole walk up through the mansion, there was this dog. Just, like,
1: straddling him. The movie just has a lot of spin. like it's 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 kind of funny cuz like the idea of like oh this hard this triple x porno it actually reached the level. It surpassed ET at box office records. Became so popular that even kids have action figures for. It. And the part where a kid is playing with like a Ron Jeremy action figure an Orgasmo action figure, and he's always like, "I'll use my orgasm gun." <laughs> Ron Jeremy's all like orgasm, you know. So just
0: the idea. I mean, they make it like this. It's just like huge thing that everybody knows of it. Well, they always use these jokes too. They're like when like Trey Parker's girlfriend's in like the video store and she goes, "What's that movie up there?" He's like what. You've been living under a rock. You don't know what orgasmo is. She's like, "I'm from Utah," and he kind of breaks down, like,
1: "I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> it's like a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like, those, like a, those are...
0: another small one too. It's like the movie starts off and it just says, like, it shows a picture of Hollywood because that's where they are in there, and like a it's little Hollywood wood
1: right beneath it, <laughs> just to clarify.
0: I mean, it's, these are like jokes that's just like it's not asking much, and that's always that kind of thing you always kind of gotta make sure you don't forget in comedy is a lot of times jokes don't have to be that much they don't always have to be complicated they don't always have to be sophisticated you know you know i mean some of the funniest things you think about that you laugh at in life it's never anything that's that big of a deal you know what Mm -hmm. i mean it's not something like oh my god he spent so many hours thinking of how to master this joke
1: well a lot of the best stuff in the movie i think is the smaller jokes i mean the big ones are, are good too but it's like the small ones like what you just mentioned the hollywood it shows the hollywood sign right below it hollywood california It's like oh well <laughs> fucking duh or like the the one i mentioned with the adr thing like there's something i want to show you like oh, did you say something And they actually cut to inside the car like no i didn't say nothing <laughs> yeah exactly and there's the joke that everyone likes to mention it, it, it's I, I this is always funny to me the hamster style bit where he's all like ever since i quit hamster style it hasn't been the same between me and my dad he cuts back to him and just like hey dad i think i'm quitting hamster style that's nice <laughs> Just cuts back. He's like quivering lip, like on the verge of tears. Like it's like
0: one of the worst things ever. He's like, I could still smell this that newspaper. <laughs> this is father just sitting there like, that's nice. And I like when it goes like later on. I was like, he's like Ben, you gotta use hamster style. It's the only thing. He's like, no, I said I never would. He's like, no, you gotta use it. And it thinks back. It's just like Dad, I think I'm gonna quit hamster style. That's nice. That's nice. That's nice.
1: <laughs> and then I get him folding the paper it's like, oh, shakes it and you know, shakes, just shakes it off and gets into the style just simple things like that but
0: that's the other thing about this movie too is that it does feel like it has like all those kung fu elements too that you know both Trey Parker and Matt Stone liked a bunch so I felt like you gotta implement like those kind of jokes in there too
1: I know that guy that played, because in, in uh, call it in basketball, his name's Little Bitch. That's what they call him. Yeah. I was wondering, like, he's he's in an episode of South Park somewhere. I wonder if he still used him at all, and, like, they still hang out with that guy. That's got to be, like, a friend from probably, like, one surprise you, at least, but that's a friend from Colorado or something. Yeah, he,
0: they're, well, they're all from Colorado, because he's also in Cannibal as well, too. And, oh, that's
1: right. He is in Cannibal. Because
0: he's mm-hmm. got, like, my favorite line in Campbell the Musical, where, like, they're, like, they haven't had something to eat for a long time, and they're just kind of walking. And they go... Is that a goat over there? They're like, yeah, dude, I think it's a goat. And then he fucking just starts, like, unzipping his pants. And then Trey Bar goes, no, 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 to eat. <laughs> he's like, dude, I was just going to take a pee.
1: <laughs> well, there's also that pit where he's just like, when, they, when like, the one guy's like, we could build a snowman. He just cuts him off mid-song, shoots him in the head. And later they're looking yeah, at him like, let's build a snowman. We can make him our best friend. We can name him Bob, or we can name him Dave. I listen to that you out. Know, I watch that movie a lot. <laughs> But then there's the part where he gets shot in the head. They are looking at him earlier. He looks so happy. You just see his corpse. There's, like, a part of the skull <laughs> missing. He just a has this smile. huge, like, rictus, like, Joker grin.
0: <laughs> but, no, I, I always kind of want it to, because he's in, like, a handful of South Park episodes. But I just wonder if he's been in South Park, like, more recently. I don't know, because it's, like... See, that's the thing. It's, like, I feel like, one, they need a live-action movie so that he can also be in it, too. That That's mm. the other thing. Hell... You know what make me super happy? Make a fucking Baseball 2 because these are those movies that you can always kind of make and have them all be old and they're still fucking, like, hanging out playing Nintendo. Like, why not? Come on. Let's do that.
1: Wants to, well, they've been – people have been teasing and saying – I mean, I don't think Trey Parker has, but there's been, like, rumors like Orgasmo 2 or whatever, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. Even, like, the tra- – even though when the movie ends and the guy – the – uh villain is just like i'm coming for you orgasmo i don't even think they really intended. it i think they, well this seems like a superhero ending you'd have uh, yeah right well here. i think
0: that's all it was going for because it, it doesn't feel like a movie that also that seems like kind of a weird movie to even have a sequel if, if you're gonna mm-hmm. make a sequel to anything like i don't know orgasmo is like the one to do
1: well for years they were talking about doing a third bill and ted and they said by this point that if they were to do it, they would make it like this dark and kind of like sad movie about these guys who had this vision of what the future is going to be, but it, it never came. And then they're just like washed up. and It was going to be more. They said it was going to be more of kind of like the wrestler. a wrestler, kind of like that. That's they're saying they're going to make it like they said it was still going to be a comedy, but there's going to be this aspect of like it never happened. What what did we mess up on? And it's almost <laughs> like ref, so, really self-reflective. So
0: they're, they're like living in this fucking van like. in a park or whatever just these two scraggly old like guys but they're dressed like identical like it's still 1989 it's gonna go back dude. the 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 vision's
1: gonna come back the vision's gonna come back it's gonna be totally (laughs) radical stop saying radical no one says anymore bro (laughs) nothing's radical about this future
0: See that'd be pretty. See, I, I feel like was was you could even if you made a Bill and Ted one, it, it like like even if it wasn't dark, but you just kind of made it like, hey, here's Bill and Ted, but they're just old. Like, I feel like that's a concept to me. Like, you can never go around the old characters, mm-hmm. like the old like where are these characters at now, and you know they're old. Yeah, it might not be nearly as good as like you know the first two, but it still would be cool just to see it anyways. Like, I just like that idea of like, hey, you, let's just have jokes. It's it's kind of like it's like the same thing for, like like action movies. It's like the Expendables. Like I love the old people kicking ass genre. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Why can't we have the older guys, you know, continuing on? Like, I think Basketball would be a great sequel. I don't I mean, they probably wouldn't do that because I know that's not really, like, you know, it's somebody else's movie. Not really
1: theirs. And he doesn't even really, he doesn't even look back on that movie fondly. No, they, they just think it's kind
0: of okay. You know what I mean? I think it's just, like, most people that like South Park a lot, like, think that movie's fucking amazing.
1: But mm-hmm. That's a good really movie. It is a really good movie.
0: Yeah, it's like, dude, that's, like, all over. That's, like, probably, like, top five favorite comedies of all time. Like, that fucking good.
1: I know we mentioned this but, earlier, but it's just that part of just kind of like when the song's like, you're feeling down and your girlfriend left you. And he's all going, then, then you suddenly sold your sports team to a bunch of factory working kids and did it. And they just, <laughs> look out for the Honda on the left. <laughs> <laughs> or just like, there's just so much great stuff. I know we're talking about like orgasmos. Like, dude, let's talk about baseball now. It's almost more than, more than orgasmo. This has almost become just Matt Stone, Trey Parker retrospect.
0: Well, to me, it's like one of those ones, like when somebody asked me if they had like Actually I literally had this question, some like comic book thing. They had like sent me an interview thing on on fucking Twitter or whatever. And I filled out they're like, what's your like your biggest inspiration? I'm like, dude, fucking Trey Parker, Matt Stone. Like I like, ever since I've been like a fucking kid, ten years old when South Park came out, you know, the exact same age as the kids pretty much. It's like that has always been like, dude, if there's one person either or one group of people that I look at, it's like, dude, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, like throughout all life, just
1: their style, their humor, everything about it, it's just like I love the whole package. Mm-hmm. Like anytime they have their name on something, I'm immediately interested. only reason I haven't seen Book of Mormon yet is because it's always yeah, s- sold out and it's always super expensive.
0: Yeah. Well, it's even like I saw the Despicable Me 3 thing. When I just saw Trey Parker in there, it's like, oh. It's like I don't know if I can put up these minions, but it does have Trey Parker. Joe Rogan liked It, it does. Yeah, well, it's just well, it's just the minions. That, that's, that's a very random it. It really
1: thing. A very weird. random like, like uh, well, Joe Rogan liked it. He just mentioned it on his podcast for a second.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm not saying it's not good because I will say this: everything I see in there that's not minion looks fine. It's just the minions are just kind of obnoxious. Mm-hmm. It's like the same problem I have with like those rabbits, like in the Mario game. Like that Mario game looks really fun, but will I be able to handle those rabbits for the entire time? That's all it, I say. Maybe there's like
1: an option to like, just lower like voice volume or something <laughs> like that.
0: You I know, mean, it's an option just to like replace all the rabbits with Goombas. Oh, yeah, okay, I'll take that I'll one. i do that.
1: Yeah, sure thing. I want to have to contemplate that game because the game itself looks fun, but the, uh, but the just the characters, the rabbits, just look loud, and obnoxious. But Nintendo has faith in that game, so we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, well it's almost like it sounds weird, but it's like almost like the rabbits just yeah, just that loud, obnoxious like. Yeah, gibberish. Know, they're faces, they, they,
1: they, they they're loud. They're very they jittery. They're very jittery. They they speak gibberish and they just kind of bend into yeah. each other, farting each other's faces. Basically. Yeah, it's just like
0: one of those ones. Like, I mean, I understand why that appeals to like a five year old, but it's like when you're trying to sell a game to an adult. It's like, okay, come on, come on. Like as I said, like if we have the option, like replace all rabbits with Koopos and goombas, I will buy that game the second it comes out. If that's the case.
1: No. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hell, replace all those rabbits with. Doctor Robotnik villains and make it a Sonic Mario c- crossover. It's gonna happen sooner or
1: later. I I'm surprised it hasn't me. happened. I'm surprised that the, the, the thing like Mario and Sonic crossover, awesome. What is it? Olympics. Wait, what? I almost thought that was like when I first saw that. I'm like, is this an April issue? When I first saw that, I <laughs> yes. immediately thought that is an April issue because find that what we finally wanted to happen happen, but it's in an Olympic setting. That this has to be a joke.
0: Yeah, it's not even like Mario Kart, or it's not even like it's like the
1: weirdest kind of choice. Mm-hmm. No, but as far as orgasmo goes, I also think it's they, they like, once again, they just kind of like to poke fun at, like, you know, the action movie cliches and superhero cliches because there's a part at the end where he says, When we got together, it was good. So they can't really find any words to say. So they just keep on saying, Good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. It's stuff that's, that's there and it's good. It makes you feel good and it's stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Well, it's also, too, because you think about. This, this movie's one of those ones that it's almost poking fun at, like, that sort of first round of, like, the superhero wave of movies. Like, I mean, technically, there's, you know, there's smaller rounds that came beforehand. But, like, that from 89 Batman, you know, up to that point, it's, I, like, that's almost like a lost time period that people kind of forget about lots of those superhero movies. But there was tons of superhero slash combat movies. I don't think it's necessarily just superhero stuff. But, you know, you have, like, tons of movies that came out around that time period that sort of, like, fell down, where people almost nowadays just refer to, it like, oh, it's like there was Batman, but, you know, there wasn't a whole lot else until X-Men came mm-hmm. out, you know? Well, this- and where this movie's, like, almost, like, mocking that section of time period where there was actually quite a bit of superhero things. and
1: It's also just kind of... Because it was going to make fun of it and poking fun at the whole... Um, the uh, n- formula from point A to point B superhero movies like Batman, or even, like, kind of something like... Uh, Maybe not. No, I was gonna say Phantom, not that one so much though. But that's more of like an old. Oh, that's that's, an old, that's more of an old time adventure movie. Well, I mean, that, that was
0: kind of the thing that a lot of companies did instead. It's like, oh, Batman's really popular. Well, uh, let's make some things that like let's make all the random comics mm-hmm. instead. I don't know if that was a decision just based on money
1: or what. That's, that's like okay,
0: like we'll make Phantom. Makes... We'll make. Oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah.
0: I was just say they'll make you know we'll make Phantom. We'll make Rocketeer. We'll make Judge Dread. We'll make. You know, Tank Girl. It was like the ones they all chose was kinda like, we'll make Spawn. It's like nobody was
1: going like, um, maybe we should make, you know, a Spider-Man movie or something like that. Nah, we'll get around
0: to that later. Well, on. Spider-Man
1: was almost made like three times before it came out, but yeah. it was it was they it had just... trouble with technology and they people didn't understand it. Uh but there was actually, um <clears throat> I was gonna say, regarding like comic book movies that are coming out at that time, it sort of seems like um they they're batman 89 is kind of interesting because it just starts off like yeah he's batman he's been doing this just for a little while he hasn't been doing a whole lot but he's batman we're not having the whole origin thing where this people to come on origin stories now people think about like how many of those superhero movies came out that slow build up before they actually get the suit or before they actually get their outfit or their special powers like tank girl that movie builds up for a while before she actually gets her tank. So yeah. it's like that kind of thing. I think this movie's more poking fun at, even though Batman's thing that kind of kickstarted that.
0: Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think it is kind of just poking at all those different things at the time period. And it, as it sounds weird, it's like I always feel like that intro feels a lot like Chasing Amy because you know, they both have that like comic book where it's just kind of showing the titles and
1: everything. Very 90s, Very 90's, 90's style. Like, Very... I like
0: that take back that when I see that, it's like, oh yeah, can't beat that right there. Mm-hmm. But no, Orgasmo, it's one of those movies if you've never seen it. If you're not a big South Park fan, it might be a little bit weird. I feel like that's about the only thing. If you weren't, like, into comedy and that, it might be that. But, you know, it might be kind of hard for some, maybe a younger person watching it might think it's a little bit weird. But, I don't know, it's a I'll tr- say treasure trove of its uh,
1: time. I'll say that it's kind of like you almost got to be, like, a South Park fan to like it. Be- you at least got to like South Park because at least that type of humor... Because this movie, it feels. For a movie called Orgasmo, which is about a porno superhero, it feels very, very tame. And yeah. it's also. I think people now would see this like, dude, hangover is more raunchier than this. But like, yeah, but it's not really so much going for raunchiness. It's more just going for weird little jokes. Like you like we mentioned earlier, like, like we're, we're, we're at Stone. He fucking comes and stops and then keeps talking again. Just as if nothing happened yeah. like that type of shit. That's almost more of what this movie nails out of the park. And I think that's some of the best jokes South park has is like, there, there's like the, uh, underpants gnomes. Like, Stage one, like uh, like like what was it like? It was like, stage one, planning. Stage two, it's blank. Stage three, profits.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they never got the middle part down. And yeah, that's I mean, like lot of the best South Park jokes of that too. And perfect example Hangover is pretty much about like the movie that started off like the like let's make things super raunchy, and then that from that point on, is everybody seems to like try to outbeat the next one. And they're still pretty much making Hangover movies nowadays, and even some movies that I even kind of like that might be like. You could tell that they're still trying to put. Like, I'll say it's like, I like that Baywatch movie that came out, but that movie did have that thing where there was moments in it where they were trying to, like, one up the fucking next guy and who can kind of make makes the raunchy ones. And where I like it like like Orgasmo's like, Orgasmo's way funnier than The Hangover. You know what I mean? And, like,
1: they're not even trying very hard. Mm. It's just, yeah, it's just one of those things that just came out of the weird. I think they're also, like, they were probably also holding back to a certain extent because. They probably wanted to put more in there. Clearly, they definitely did if they wanted to make a musical at first. But there's probably more they wanted to put in there. But just mm-hmm. like, you know what? We're already having trouble selling – being these two no-name guys selling a porno superhero movie. So let's just try and tone back just a little bit. There's probably more in that original script, I bet.
0: Yeah, well, because the movie totally has like a very – you know, everything about it is very simplistic. Like, you know, for the most part – and talk about, like, the end. Like, a lot of the things feel like, yeah, you could probably shoot this. Other than a handful of scenes, it's like, you could shoot something like this pretty easily, you know, around your neighborhood if you wanted to. Just have that is one speed. thing it is.
1: It is kind of inspirational in the sense, like, I could have made this movie if I just, you know, if I knew Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy's the most expensive thing in that movie.
0: Yeah, if, if you knew Ron Jeremy and he could provide you with just a bunch of ladies, it's like, you pretty much have everything that movie has. Because the rest of it's just a bunch of talkie scenes for the most part. It takes place in just, like, a handful of locations. Mm-hmm. You know, and... Yeah, it's simple, but at the same time, it doesn't feel like it's cheap. If that makes sense, you know what I mean. Like, it doesn't, you know, like *Cannibal* the musical. That's what I like about that one too. Is I just that literally is a movie of like going out in your backyard and fucking shooting. I'm like, and that's what I like a lot about that. But this one still feels like you're watching a regular movie, you know. And it's just like because a lot of the stuff that's cheap in it, it's more like it's making kind of fun of that kind of. I guess you could almost say that 80s corniness. I mean, people still make fun of it nowadays for, like, that kind of, like, you still hear that porno music and things like that, which by now it's, like, now it's, like, really old, I guess you could almost say. But, like, at that time period, it wasn't that long ago that they were still using all those kind of, like, almost, like, porno cliches. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: But, so, like, that's almost, like, I guess, like, the cheat parts of it, but that almost kind of works in its, like, comedy favor. For the most part, yeah, everything in it's, like, you know, if you just show it to somebody, I don't think somebody would be, like, guess what? This is only a million dollar movie. You know what I mean? It feels like it's a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. It feels just like step down below your regular comedy at the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like once again, like you said earlier, I don't think it would have got a lot, like if it got R, an R rating. Probably wouldn't have got a huge release. But at the same time though, I think that uh, probably maybe it would have got, probably picked up a little more steam. Moved a little quicker down the line. I think this, uh, its audience eventually would have found it either way with or without South Park. But I think South Park definitely yeah. pushed. No, forward. I definitely think
0: so. And I think it's one of the ones that's, as I said, I don't think that the rated Rness actually would have made too much of a difference because the second that it was on video, I think that was where it was fine
1: and good to go. I think that's the thing because a lot of movie studios back then, maybe not as maybe a little bit now, but back then, really kind of like. We got this two weeks. These two weeks to make all our money back. We're fucked. We're fucked. And then, like, in time, just like, oh, well, you know, they consider Mallrats to be a failure, but that movie killed yeah, on like, yes yeah, and people loved one the it on selling ones, too.
0: And it's like, you ask any Kevin Smith fan, it's like, Mallrats is most likely their favorite movie. That's mostly always a good go-to for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, that one's my second favorite. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, it's like, I've kind of gone... Clerks yeah. still one for me. Clerks, Clerks still one. I think something pretty special rats.
0: about that. Mallrats is right there with it. I actually like Jersey Girl a lot too. I like to say that in my top three it throws people off, but
1: <laughs> Curve <laughs> Curve on people. On people,
0: you know, fuck. It's like I watched Yoga Hosers again. And I was like, dude, I actually really liked this even more the second time. And I already was like one of the people that really enjoyed it in theaters.
1: I didn't like Yoga Hosiers. I'm not one of those people, arms crossed, like, fuck this movie, it shouldn't exist! But I can say that's, like, the only Ken Smith movie I do like. I like
0: it. I don't know, it's just something about, like, I just like watching, it's like these couple girls just hanging out. I, I like the simplicity of the movie. Like, in the humor, I think, pretty darn funny in it. I don't know, it's just like, yeah, I, I like the whole package. I mean, it's definitely one of those movies, like, you couldn't just show that to anybody. I know that for a fact. You have to be, like, one, I think you do have to be kind of hardcore into Kevin Smith, or else a lot of those jokes, I think, get kind of lost but mm-hmm. you know, especially I'll defend yeah. Tusk. I'll defend Tusk. The death. Oh, I love but, t- Tusk t- a bunch too, but I actually yeah. like yoga horses almost as much. As I like Tusk. It's like, mm-hmm. I like it that much, but I don't know. It's, it's just that I, I, I just like that smallness of something's movies. It's like orgasmo. It's like, I kind of like how you don't, you don't need to be so big and bold and over the top and you don't need to be, you know, making the the most extreme joke you could possibly think of. And it's just like, sometimes just like the first joke you write might be the best one. You might not need to go back and rewrite a joke 10 times. To make it more and more and more extreme i don't know mm-hmm. i think that's i think that's what the that's the life lesson of orgasmo right there the more you know yeah the more you know but that's probably a perfect place to wrap all this stuff up with so there's our fun episode of talking not only about orgasmo but just trey parker and matt stone flicks of all types and check out oldmanorange.com for more podcasts cartoons music and more make sure to check out pizza boys which is both on Amazon and Comixology, both Issue 1 and 2. Until then, I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Duncan. we'll see you some other time. Later, folks. Thanks for listening to the Old Man Orange Podcast. Check out our website at oldmanorange.com for even more podcasts, cartoons, videos, music, and more. Send us an email at oldmanorangepodcast at yahoo.com. Be sure to subscribe, share, rate, and review us on iTunes, Podomatic, or any of the other fine sites we might be located on. And if you want to help out even more, click on the Amazon or GameStop links on our webpage before you make any purchases there. Won't cost you a penny, but it sends us a little something our way. Thanks for listening, and tune in next week to Old Man Orange. So I want to make a little, kind of like, I guess do a little bit of... House cleaning, as Ryan likes to call it. Is that what we call it? I can't remember. I call it
1: housekeeping, but it could be the
0: same thing. Yeah, housekeeping, House, house cleaning, cleaning makes it
1: sound like, get this shit out of the way. Yeah, housekeeping.
0: So I got a little bit of housekeeping to do here. And I just want to say I was on Arnold Radio News' last episode where we were doing a 70th anniversary, 70th anniversary, 70th birthday of Arnold Schwarzenegger and kind of going through seven decades of awesomeness. Throughout his entire life, sharing the good times, playing some games, and just talking about movies. So make sure you go out and check out Arnold Radio News. I want to say it might be episode 68 or 69, but it's called Seven Decades of Schwarzenegger.
1: That sounds cool. That was was cool that uh, Gillinator and Brandon Crumb brought you on. Yeah, it was kind of
0: cool. And then also Randy Jennings, who's like the main guy. Are you on that one? um, yeah, he was on that one. He's like the main guy of the Arnold dot com. He was there, too. And then we we got this little mandate coming up because we're going to go see T2 and 3D at fucking some random town in California because that's the closest place.
1: Really? Uh, what town is that?
0: It's at uh, Brentwood. Have you ever
1: heard of Brentwood? I've heard the name. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's exactly how we heard the name. Never been there. It sounds kind of yuppie, but
1: Brentwood.
0: Chaz well, and I uh, are
1: going down to the organic store down in Brentwood.
0: See, does yeah, it doesn't sound like that. It's not like yo man going down to Brentwood. <laughs> that doesn't sound like that. Doesn't sound like I live in Brentwood. I tell you what, see, you don't hear that guy living in fucking Brentwood. No, you know what I mean. So I was like, oh, I bet you it'll probably look like every other like regular like uppity town of California. I bet you'll have that Spanish architect. I'm like, like judging this. Something is going to guess.
1: You just get there, it's a shanty (laughs) town. You have that
0: Spanish architect where, like, they think it looks all cool and hip, and...
1: You get there, it's actually a shanty town with just a very nice AMC theater. Yeah, this, yeah, AMC theater. It's like, this is all we have! It's an AMC
0: theater! We must worship it! Worship it, damn it!
1: Like Cinema perdicio or something?
0: But, yeah, so, that was there. So, that'll be be interesting. Go explore town. Go watch Terminator in theaters. At least you'll have an AMC theater right there in fucking... San Francisco. Yeah, I do. See on the journey. Don't have to go on a journey. On the road.
1: I might go my way to hang out with you guys. We'll see.
0: Yeah, it's on like yeah.
1: Friday on the twenty ninth or something like that. Oh I don't know if I'll be there for that then. We'll see what happens. Play it by ear.